Good afternoon, y'all. It is great to see y'all today. Um, guys, my little brain is all over the place with these readings because there's so much to talk about. It could be an entire Bible study in and of itself. Um, but I'm going to break it down into two little areas. The first one um, is Jesus speaking about his own body and the temple, right? He makes this statement, right? Um, that he's going to destroy this temple and in three days raise it up again. Well, the Jews didn't understand what he was talking about. They thought it was a temple that they would go to worship God in, right? They use the words temple, we would say church, right? Imagine if someone would come up to St. Thomas and say, look, I'm going to destroy St. Thomas's building and in three days raise it back up. He'd be like, you're insane. And so they say that. We've been under construction. It wasn't even completed for 46 years. And you're going to raise it up in three days? What are they talking about? But they make it clear he's talking about the temple of his body, right? So what was the temple for the Jews? It was the very dwelling place of God. It was where God would come down and he would dwell with his people. And that's why the temple was so extremely, incredibly important to the Jews, because without the temple, then God was not communing with his people, right? So it's massive for them. So whenever Jesus says, destroy this temple, I'm going to be rebuilt it in three days, and he's speaking about his body, that's saying one big thing is that his very body itself is the very dwelling place of God. He is God in the flesh. Okay? That's huge. If you would have been a Jew, your mind would have just been blown at what was just now said. Because there's nothing greater than the temple, because it was the dwelling place of God. And later on in another scripture, Jesus is going to even say that. All of this, says even something greater than the temple is here, and he points to himself. This is unbelievable what Jesus is saying. So we have to realize that first piece, that Jesus is talking about his body, and his very body, this is the neatest thing, is going to replicate the temple. What do I mean? Well, in the Old Testament, whenever they would come and bring the lamb up for sacrifice, for the Passover, they would come up to the communion rail, and it was like four or five priests deep, and the altar was over here. They would take their lamb, and they would put the neck of the lamb over the altar rail, and they would slice the throat. And they would had a big old golden chalice. They would catch the blood of the lamb, and they would pass it from priest to priest. The priest would throw it onto the altar, and there was a little ditch, like a little cistern around the altar. And so all the blood would go underneath, and they would rinse it out with water, and it would shoot out the side of the temple. So coming out of the side of the temple was blood and water. Does that sound familiar? So whenever Jesus is on the cross, yeah. He's the new temple. So what comes out of his side is blood and water of the unblemished lamb, the blood that takes away the sins of the world. So Jesus completely fulfills the temple in his own body, right? In every aspect. So that's the first thing we've got to realize. Like Jesus himself is speaking of his body as the temple. The second part, and this is where my little one-day retreat yesterday, my little desert day, this is where my mind is going all over the place because this is what God is speaking right to my own heart ever since yesterday in John 14. But today, St. Paul speaks to us and he says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? <laughs> I love how he says that. It's almost like one of those duh moments. Like, don't you know? Like, really? Did, do you really not know? That you are the very temple of God. You, in all of your beauty, in all of your glory, God chooses to dwell inside of you. You're a temple. 
When did that happen? Right there, whenever you were baptized as a little baby. God washed away original sin, and that little baby's body then became the very dwelling place of the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit said, I'm taking up shop in you, and you're going to become a temple. Don't you know you're a temple, Paul says. How sacred. And the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you. Wow. Like that blew my mind. He says everyone who destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person for the temple of God, which you are, is holy. You ever consider that? Like you're holy. Most of the time we go, oh no, that's for like St. Francis and St. Thomas Aquinas. Like they're holy. No, St. Paul says you're holy. How? Because the Spirit of God, God Himself, dwells inside of you. The word holy simply means to be set apart. Your body is set apart so God could dwell in it. It's not set apart for sin to dwell in. You were not created for sin. You were created so that God could dwell in you. So amazing. And look, it's all over Scripture. And the more and the more I'm reading, it's like yesterday I was just begging the Holy Spirit to teach me this. Because it's such a profound reality that if we got it, if we really got this, we would live so differently, right? The dwelling of the Holy Trinity within us. Listen to what John chapter 14, um, I just stayed in this all day yesterday. It says, on the day that you realize that I am in the Father, this is Jesus talking, I am in the Father and you are in me. And I am in you. Right? You are in the Father. I am in you. And you are in me. Like that is the most incredible relationship that we could have with anybody. Right? And there's no other spiritual master that was out there in the entire world that has ever made claim to that. Confucius never said it. Buddha never said it. The Dalai Lama never says it. But Jesus says, you are in me. And I am in you. He wants to dwell inside of you. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Like if we could just really wrap our minds around something that magnificent, that we have a God who loves us so much that He's not just going to sit up in the heavens and dwell there and tell us what to do and how to live and what we should do and shouldn't do and give us the commandments. No, He says, I love them so much, I want to come and dwell inside of them. The heavens can't contain His glory, yet the human person can contain him. It's a lot to think about at 12.15 in the afternoon, right? But it is the deepest reality and it's what sets us apart from every other major religious group out there, Buddhists, Hindus, etc. Right? Is the reality that God dwells in us. Like, let's live in that reality. Let's ask the Holy Spirit. And that's what, if you read John 14, um, I encourage you, go home and read it. Um, it is awesome, the, uh, the, the truth that John speaks. And his is the highest of the theologies of the four gospel writers. So let's take that reality. Let's ask the Holy Spirit, help me to live in that reality. Help me to teach me what that means. So that then I may walk, as Paul says, as, children, as a child of the light, right? Upholding that great dignity that you're a temple. You're a temple and you're holy. It's amazing. Amen.